Hey guys. How's it going? Welcome back to, to the Conscious Podcast. I, I stole it from you. You, you did. feel it's that? Episode 9. Episode 9. Now it's your turn. One less than 10. One less than 10. Which 10, 10 is going to be an interesting episode. Not because it's different or anything has changed, just because it's, it's the 10th our, it's one. Our, yes, it's our first time out of single digits. And we're going to be in the double digits for quite a while. Quite a while. Some would say, how many episodes will we be in the double digits? Well, we'd be in 89. 89. Very interesting. All right. So with the Conscious Podcast, one week, one of us will bring a topic to the table that both of us will discuss. The other person, however, does not know what we're going to talk about that day. So this will foster, you know, a real, genuine conversation that hopefully will uh, provoke people to use their brains a little bit. Yes, and of course, it's my turn to bring Mm -hmm. in the topic. Episode 10 and thereon, I want to be as transparent as possible, right? And I see episode 9 as a turning point into something new or new territory because we're in double digits then. You know, we're we're serious about Mm. this, okay? We're actual uh, podcasters, I feel like. Do you feel like that? Okay. Once we hit episode 10, I don't feel like Episode episode 10, (laughs) gotcha. So in this yeah, episode, I'm a professional podcaster. I have ten podcasts. Exactly, it's double digits. You don't even say ten. You say I'm in. I'm in the double digits. Oh, that's true. So in this episode, in episode nine, Rigel, Brandon, I want to. I'm going really slow here. I want to. I want for either or both of us to express questions that we have or have had to each other. So okay. We go back and forth, expressing questions that we've either had. Or have. Okay. Um, Since I haven't thought about this at all, I'll, uh, I haven't thought about it either. I just thought about what I wanted it to be. I haven't thought about any of the questions. Oh, okay. And I did this because I think communication is very important. <laughs> in case you communication is important, and we are sort of holding back, and I can feel a sense of holding back, at least in me. And I don't want to hold back anymore. So I think this is a. It's it's almost like a breaking point. Like we're breaking icebergs into new territory. Very interesting. Yeah. Would you like me to go first? Uh, I mean, considering I don't have a question yet, uh, yeah, yeah, I would. Do you think you're a good communicator? Do I think I'm a good communicator? Mm. I'd say, um, if it's something that I, you know, that I, I wish to actually communicate about, like, uh, even for sure, um, I tend to be very transparent with my communication, mm-hmm. um, so do you think that everyone, transparent mode of communication is effective? I'm sorry, uh, I'm supposed to have one question, but I kind of no, just... no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, it'd be like an interview, so we can do right, follow ups. Right, right, right. I'd say um, transparent communication is is vital mm-hmm. uh, in ensuring everyone's on the same page. You don't want any anyone um, in the party to feel like their opinion isn't being heard, or that what they're you know, they, they, you don't want them to have regrets down the line, like, I hope we go this way, or, or you know, you, you need to say what you think. Mm-hmm. And and then you can address issues right from the get-go, exactly. as opposed to, you know, years down the line where it's it's more than just a little issue. It's a problem, yeah. It's like, I man, I'm just not happy with how my coworker is doing business. Uh-huh. Ten years later, if that's coming <laughs> out, it's, <laughs> it's got, probably gone a little too far. I agree. And then since you've answered that question and you answered it so nicely, I do want to reflect a bit on myself. Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead. I think I need to be more transparent, not because, you know, I'm not transparent enough or blah, 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 or whatever. I just strive to be more transparent because I feel like that's a better, like you said, it's a, it's a better way to communicate. The more transparent you are, the less 
you know, conspiracy. When, when it comes down to serious things like business, mm-hmm. you know, re- relationships, uh, whether that be with a significant other or just friends, if you can't talk about things, yeah, it's very important. You know, it's just you know, it's terrible. Like how how can you can't really have someone's best interests in mind? Yeah, if you can't have your voice that to the other person. But how far do you go? Because there is a term floating around right now in the psychology world called radical candor. And it's basically, you probably heard of it, have you? No, I've, I haven't it's heard It's basically, of this one. the term basically means you say what you want to say, when you need to say it, how you want to say it. And there's no holds bar on how harsh it is or, or how difficult it is for someone to, you know, interpret or understand. You just say it and then you start addressing how it can be, you know, fixed or how you can resolve the issue. What do you think about radical candor? Because some people um, would say that's taking it too far, just saying... Well, based on that, I, I, I'd say, you know, there's no reason not to be civil about things. Okay. Um, okay. Like, I mean, it's not very... If, say, you know, in that example, I don't like how you're doing business. Yeah. Um, if I just say the way you do business is, is stupid, like, fuck you, you're terrible at business, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That's not very productive. Right. Even though I might feel that. Right. That's, that's probably not going to be very productive. You find an effective um, way to say it yeah. that resonates with me or whoever you're talking As, to. Especially with, if you're going to come at someone very harsh like that, they're immediately going to likely turn off mm-hmm. and disregard any real points you might have to say. Yep, it's like um, sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those things, it's really hard to... Uh, how do I say it? Um, there's a fine line between, like, say you're in an argument or or something. I have this issue before, mm-hmm. and you know you're right. Like, let's just say it's a, something factual that are on your side, mm-hmm. and the other person's really stuck in their in their way. Yeah, it's probably less effective for you to just destroy that person, 100%. Um, than for you to sort of gently bring them to the side of reason, yeah. even if they don't. Well, they're definitely not going to agree with you right then if you just say you're terrible, you're wrong, blah, 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 mm-hmm. fact, 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 fact. You know, they're going to, but at, <laughs> you know, that's what people do. They, yeah. they don't want to admit right there. But then maybe later they'll start to think about it. But that same thing could happen if you just brought them in a more like gentle manner. Um, and in fact, they're probably in that moment going to be more likely to come over to your side or more likely um, to see you like as a, just a, a good person. Yeah. And some people will never, you know, agree with you just because that's the type of person they are. And you have to understand that that will happen sometimes and you can't force anything to happen. But if you gently rub someone to the right direction <laughs> and they don't respond well to it, well, then you should probably think about not approaching them on that situation because it might become an issue even if you are gently rubbing them, you know. It's your turn now. Okay. Um, Brandon, would you say you're, you hyper-rationalize things? Would I say yeah. so? I don't know why I'm acting like I don't know the answer to this question. Of course, definitely. Um, I think a lot of my decisions, there's a lot of, um, right now I feel there's a lot of, cl- I'm going to call it clutter in my head. It's not necessarily people. A lot of the clutter is just myself mm-hmm. and my brain not being as clean as I want it to be. Therefore, I can't find, it's like, find, right now it's like finding a needle in a messy bedroom. Um, it's much more likely for me to find the needle in a clean bedroom, even though it's still very difficult. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So right now I feel like there's a lot of clutter and self-instilled clutter. It's my clothes. It's my trash. It's <laughs> my everything. It's not other people. It's just me. And I think that's the part where, cause I don't know the answers. So I always try to rationalize it mm-hmm. to 
an extreme extent because I I don't know the answer. Yeah, I don't. So so my question is, what's your question? Um, that since since you tend to hyper rationalize things and you're very rational, yeah. How do you um, deal with the the concept of trusting your gut? <sighs> Or do you have a hard time with just trusting an instinct? Yeah, it's very, um, it's, um, it's very difficult because your gut's telling you more than one thing. Well, you know, <laughs> you know? In, in a human's uh, gut, there's more brain cells than that <laughs> in, a, in a cat's skull. That's crazy. Yeah, so the idea of trusting your gut. <laughs> but yeah, my gut, has mo- is, my gut tells me multiple things. So what I usually do is I start rationalizing in my head. And after a while, it gets to a point where I'm I'm trying to rationalize it so far that I just pick one, not because it made more <laughs> sense or whatever. I just pick one and I I go from there. If it doesn't work, okay, I go the other way. If it does work, great, I figured it out. Which happens very often because a lot of the things I do, I do them, and then I realize, hmm, that did not work how I <laughs> thought it was going to work. So you know what? I'm just going to flip it, um, which is almost what's like happening in this podcast. Because I didn't like the direct, because the direction it was going was more of the shallow. Mm. Um, so this is like flipping it into a deeper conversation, which is what I strive for it to be in the beginning. But the approach that we took, um, eight episodes in, I've realized, okay, it's getting a little away from the yeah. core of what we wanted it to be. So I, it's, it, that's kind of what happens there. It's just me. I rationalize for an extreme amount of time and <laughs> then realize, which is stupid because if I know I do this, I should just... Go pick one oh, up the I'm, bat. I'm doing this thing. I'll just correct it. <laughs> exactly. But I don't. I still, you know, I decide maybe I'm going to figure this one out this time. But it never happens. And I rationalize and then randomly pick one. Very interesting. <laughs> Was that a good answer to your question? <laughs> I don't know if I, I understand more or less than before. You probably understand less because as time goes on, I even like, because then it gets to the point where you're questioning your gut and your intuition. Yeah. It's like, am I like? Because, like I said, it's multiple voices inside of my, you know. Especially when it's not something, like, empirical. It's more exactly, of a, Exactly. You know. Exactly. It has no basis of any fact or whatever. Um, it's, it's hard. I don't know. It's hard. And I don't think I'll ever figure it out. But I think I will get closer to being more efficient at figuring it out. But I don't think I'll ever, like... Because my gut makes wrong decisions all the time. It's just what oh. I want to call. But the, bo- the, 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 the... What do you call it? The gray line? The gray area? I don't know. The... What do you call it? The, the, the fine line in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> in the sand, okay. The fine line. I think you call it the fine line. The fine line in the sand is that I do whatever I feel would make me most happiest in that moment. So if my gut is telling me two things, I usually try to debate. And a lot of the rationalizing is which is going to make me feel better. Mm which I probably never figure out, but I randomly pick one. And if I'm doing that one and it doesn't make me feel happy or as happy as I think I should be, I back out because there's no point in me doing anything that doesn't make me happy. So it, my happiness is a big part of the decision making. And nobody, absolutely nobody has any control over my happiness. I'm aware that I have absolute control over that and nobody's opinions, nobody's thoughts, nobody's ideas, nobody's pressures can inflict on that. It's like, it's like I've... I've Surrounded myself with styrofoam and plastic wrap and, and duct tape, like millions <laughs> You're and millions in your bubble. Of right, exactly. That was a, I like that question. That was a good, you know, that was a good, but now hopefully I don't scare you. Okay. Um, how does it feel working with a religious person? A religious person? Yes. Uh, so the context is that Me. you're religious yes. and I'm not religious. Yes. 
Um, or no, you have a religion. It's just not. No, I I don't have a religion. Is that not a religion? No, it's a lack thereof. Okay, I didn't know that. See, communication. Guys. There we go. Okay, proceed. Um, I, I'm an atheist. Uh-huh. So, uh, and so I'm, I'm a, a Christian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I it never really um, bothered me. Like, well, uh, it never would bother me. Yeah. Um, the what I found interesting when getting to talk to you is. In my opinion, you didn't. You're, you're you're not an extremist. Let's let's be real here yeah, with yeah. the mm-hmm. audience. So certainly in that regard, it's not uncomfortable. But in my opinion, you tend to be more spiritual um, than concrete religious, you know, mm-hmm. values or, or doctrine. You're 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 a spiritual individual or um, spiritual in in your in your sense. So I mean, if someone's spiritual, you know, what what am I like? Whoa! Don't be sh- like what. That makes you happy. If it makes you happy being in an area with, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought, right? <laughs> it's crazy that you even said it. Um, I, It comes down to my happiness once again. Like, I'm doing what makes me happy and what feels worthwhile and has meaning to me right now. Mm-hmm. So if that's what has meaning and feels worthwhile and makes me happy right now, I'm going to do it. And, and, and the thing, you, you've sort of come with a, more of an agnostic view where it's uh, not, it, it's more, I'm not sure of the answer. Uh-huh. Really, um, but I, I, you know, I, I, I have some spiritual yeah. sort of whims. Yeah, yeah, because at the basis of it, I don't know any of it. Like, yeah, like you, you never, quite, like, you never like fact based. You are wrong. This is how it is. <laughs> right. That's not how you are. Exactly. So, of course, I mean, it doesn't I'm really over rational. You're you're very rational. So I, this is just how my brain works. That was a short question. I like that response, though. It was very good. It seems like you almost thought of it, like you prepared it, but I know you didn't. No. That was very good. I think it's your turn again. Oh, um, so this is an interesting one. You've switched your goals a lot in the past year, mm-hmm. and you've now made a huge focus on happiness as yeah. your goal as opposed mm-hmm. to um, more extrinsic goals from before, such as wealth. Or, uh, you know, like how big your company is, how successful you are, how, how has that affected you right in, in the present? Yeah. And how do you feel that could um, affect you down the line? Mm -hmm. Well, fortunately for me, it means I get more work done. Um, for some people, it means they get less work done because happiness isn't so much work, 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 work. Mm. For me, I have no responsibilities and no, what do you call them? Children, I, I have no, um, I don't know. What is the word for things you, obligations. obligations. I have no obligations. So it's like I get, I can get stuck in work and then just do work. We do have obligations though. What, what are some of my obligations? Um, well, obligations to yourself. Ah, uh, please explain. Um, you are pretty, you have an obligation to yourself to eat to an extent. Oh, sleep, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Um, you also do go, you are a full-time student yeah. at a university. So if that's not an obligation, I don't know what is. Can you please restate the question? You've switched your goals from uh-huh. being extrinsic to more intrinsic. You're now all about happiness yeah. versus before more about uh, wealth, you know, the size of your company. Uh, and I've, how do you think that affects you in the current and moment? In the and how do you see that affecting you years down the line? Now it definitely helps me realize what I want and don't want to do. I don't want to go to the bathroom. I don't want to go to the <laughs> grocery store. I don't want to cook. I don't want to do all of those chores. Yeah. I don't want to do any of them. Like 
it, it helps me realize that and it helps me realize what I do want to do, um, such as work. <laughs> um, not so much working. It's progressing to my goals. Hmm. It's not like work. It, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. But it's not your nine to five check in, check out. It's exactly. It's me progressing to towards the goal, which is why work is so easy to do, because like none of this now is going to happen how I want it to happen. So it's really like just, you know, and then it's still fun because I'm doing things that um, I've never expected to do or I didn't necessarily know how to do it. The only thing I know, the only reason I know how to do all the things I know how to do right now is because there came a point when. I had to do it either whether it was for the business or for myself because somebody wanted the service or you know somebody needed me to do this or I need to do it for myself it's usually just oh I'll figure it out I don't think about going to other people and you know trying to get them to you know help me do this I usually just go figure it out on my own in terms of the future for your question I think it is going to have a positive impact on everyone that is associated with me because if I bleed happiness and positivity, um, it's it's like it's very it's going to be very hard for an environment, um, especially if I'm head of an environment, to go towards the other way, to go negative and not happy. It's going to be mm. very difficult because I will beam happiness. <laughs> so my goal is for me because I don't feel like I'm yet beaming happiness. My goal is to beam happiness. Therefore, I can supply that environment that i that i developed in my head you know that fictional utopian environment it'll never be utopia yeah, but of, i want to there's get, always if you're never sad or never angry you have a, some problem it's impossible <laughs> but that's why i strive to be that's why it'll never end yeah Did that answer your question yeah yeah okay my you, question well i want to follow up yeah. do you do you think it would have will have any negative in terms of actual empirical success 100 percent. and let me tell you what i mean a, a business has to make money, okay? That is true. A business has to make money to we've, survive. We've heard this. Yes, but... What's uh, your business plan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that question. A business has to make money to survive. A lot of the decisions I will be making in the future towards the business won't be to make money, which is not going to benefit necessarily the business or the people in the business. It, it's going to benefit to, to them... F- it's going to benefit to an extent because it's, you know, part of the culture and the happiness within the community. But it's not going to benefit in terms of and, any and it monetary might value. more long term, you think. Exactly. It might benefit more long term. But while it's in that moment, there will be, on paper, bad decisions being made. And I'm very aware of that. And it, uh, it, it's almost structured me to start making some of those decisions now. The day traders already sold. <laughs> they, they've sold their stock. They don't, yeah, want, they if, don't want a part of this. If, if, yeah. <laughs> That's why I think conscious will never go public because a lot of those decisions won't be made like that anymore. And then mm. we won't have the impact that we want to have. Or that, that pressure from, you know, exactly. third party shareholders. Exactly. It'll be money, data, analytics, which we are going the opposite way. Mm-hmm. My question I think you even touched it a little bit in, or we touched it in a little bit in your question you just asked, but depression or failure that leads to depression or depressed state, not mm. depression, because that, that, I think that's an actual mental health issue that, yeah. but first I want to go into the failures 
Okay. Do you fail? How often do you think you fail? And do you even fail? Like, do you think you fail? <laughs> that's a, that's an interesting one. Yes, I I think I I I fail. It's mm-hmm. you know it's going to come down to how you quantify uh, a failure because it might not be you know you got. It, well, for example, for some people, a failure is getting second place. Oh, whereas yes, for you're some right. people, a failure is you know getting a last place. Or some people, it's not even a failure to get last place because they're happy that they completed the race. It, it's it's very dependent. Okay. So how often do I fail? Yep. I don't think I have an answer to that because That's I a think good answer. <laughs> other factors would affect that. That's a good answer. Because um, you probably fail very often or not often at all. You don't. You don't think about it on a regular no, basis. No, I'm, I'm certainly not like, oh, that was a loss. That mm-hmm. was a loss right there. Um, and then also, I mean, your external circumstances are going to affect how often I perceive yeah. I'm failing. So what is an obvious failure to you? Like if you were to have an obvious failure today, what would that be? What would today? that look like? Or yeah. what is an obvious failure that I've had? It, either way you want to take it. So what is an obvious failure today? Or one that I have. Let me think for a second. No problem. Um, giving up on something that I know that I actually deep down want to do yeah. or, or not giving up, but, you know, starting to, you know, fall back on that, my goal. If I'm, if I'm not, um, actively working to achieve uh, a passion and, and I, I find goals and passion overline, I don't even think you need to enjoy something, but you get the fulfillment from achieving the goal. Mm-hmm. So backing off from your, your passion or not taking it seriously would be a, a failure. So if you don't accomplish that, does that take you to a depressed state? Um, or a stressed state? I think it can t- put me into hyper-rationalizing. Ooh. Uh, you know, where you start to question yourself or, you know, try to think of reasons why you didn't do as good or why you're not working as hard or you know, there's all these things when deep down, you know, it's you're not making the time to do it. You're not putting in the what it requires for mm-hmm. you to make the progress that you want. Like Can you answer. repeat your question, though? Because I think there's a... There's no, a no you got it all. It was, um, do you fail? How often do you fail? And does your failures lead to a depressed state? Oh, yeah. State? So, um, and then I think, of course, um, you can get very sad from not completing your goals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Because people, this is not a utopia. This is it's not, not a, a perfect utopia. Place. Um, I think that's why it's important to have lots of goals and, and goals in different areas. Because even down to the point that you might not be succeeding in your goal right now due to real external factors. Mm-hmm. And if you only have that one goal and your happiness sort of revolves around that one goal, yeah, you're going to be sad then. Whereas yeah. if you have all these other goals, you're still going to be happy. The The important thing though comes is not to get cluttered, mm-hmm. uh, as you would say. Yep, I agree 100%. And the, the hard part is trying to dispel all of that clutter. You mm-hmm. have to get rid of it, which is, oh, that's difficult in itself because you have to identify what is clutter because some things are not cluttered. They're just in the clutter. Mm-hmm. You've probably misplaced them and you haven't seen them in a while. But oh, For uh, one real example yeah. is, is for my past year of training. I, I, I love powerlifting. Mm-hmm. Um, this last year I you know went to, I, I had a big environmental change in going to university, um, living on my own, uh, having all these other goals and, and, and stressors, uh, even down to training at a public gym as opposed to a home gym. Um, I had a lot of goals and I wasn't sad because I wasn't making progress um, in powerlifting, but I was starting to get to the point where I'm like, why aren't I making progress here? Uh, but really, it was all down to me and I had to be able to address that. It was me and I am the one that I, since I, I 
I have, I have to do that. I, it's something I want to do. Right. So I have to make the active change to pursue it. Fascinating. Fascinating. Thank you for answering my question. That was a good You're one. welcome. It's your turn. Due to this strange format, I, I did forget my, my previous question um, during my answer. But I, I thought of a different one. Mm-hmm. And that is, do you feel that goals um, are relate to your ha- level of happiness? Do you feel like that uh, the achievement of goals um, being and that being your passion uh, control is one way to control uh, your happiness? No, but I have skewed it to where it it can do that. Um, you might ask, how, Brandon? How did you do that? It's very <laughs> simple. It's Jupiter Johnny. I put my goals very far away, and <laughs> um, it sort of pushes me because. If I never accomplish it, I will go on forever. That's just how my brain operates. Um, if I accomplish it, I will get this um, this temporary um, happiness, this temper like a, a dose of dopamine or whatever. And I would start to think because I would start to get that high in that high, and I would start to think, okay, I, well, I wouldn't start to think it, but I would start to become a little addicted to that high. I have addictive tendencies. That's why I don't try many things because I'm aware of um, how my body reacts to things. And it's all just chemicals like they are in your brain. So I sort of, um, I don't take that approach that goes propel, propel my happiness because they don't. Um, they but give me temporary. Working to achieve your goals. Yes. Let me rephrase. Yes. But it's only because it's far away. Because if it was a, clo- if it was a close goal, my brain would process it very differently than an extreme goal because an extreme goal is near impossible or categorized by society as near impossible. And my brain sees it as um, like this huge. What if it's an extreme short term goal? Well, yeah, it can be short term. It's just not if it's not extreme because it could be short term. So a lot of them are short term, but they're still extreme, Mm. um, which lowers the probability according to like statistics lowers the probability of me actually achieving it um but my <laughs> according to math and yeah according to math yeah nerd it's, stuff. it's true but it's just like i can't even explain why my brain operates like that but that's the way i like to to do it you know it's all preference i don't know why i like to do it that way i don't know why i preference that way um but i have tried doing it in more tangible goals and it doesn't give me the same fulfillment as me doing extreme goals. And because a lot of times I don't accomplish the extreme goals, but I still get more fulfillment from not oh, accomplishing no, I, I agree. the extreme I'm, goals I'm with, than the I'm with you right there actually yeah. on that. So then my follow-up is because you mentioned about your um, being happy is a main driver to mm-hmm. you. How do you control your happiness? Oh, I like that question. Part of me is saying you can't. Really, I control the factors that like I don't have a direct connection to my happiness. Oh yeah, you can't be. That's like, what I happy mean by now. I can't. Sad right. now. I have a connection to all the other factors, or most of the other factors that control my happiness. They control it. So all I can do is like tweak the other things, and then they control my happiness. And some of those other things are like people, and you know, a lot of intrinsic values, and you know, religion, or you know, whatever, whatever is connected to that happiness. I can sort of manipulate those things. The the strange part is. Like you don't know how big or how small the signal you're sending out, sending out to your happiness is, or if it will even affect it. You're just, you know, testing. And of course, you start to know a little bit more as time goes on, and you understand how you value your happiness and what those categories will um, 
due to your happiness. But at first, it's just, you know, playing around. So once I got to the point where I understood that um, people are very important to me and my intrinsic values are very important to me and my religion is very important to me, I sort of hammered down in on those instead of focusing on the other things that I've realized are not connected to my happiness, like the amount of money I have or, you know, how many cars I have. Because um, I, re- I also realized money cannot fix me. That's why money is not, no longer connected to my happiness. Because I used to think, oh, money's going to fix me. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be fixed by this money. But I'm not. <laughs> and I just recently realized it. So that's what allowed me. Because money was the first thing disconnected from my happiness. Because I thought it was a connection, but it's not. I was wasting all my energy on trying to get the money, but it's not a connection to my happiness. So I just disassociate all the things that aren't connected to my happiness. I know I went on a bit of a tangent. And mm-hmm. I keep them all at bay. While I focus on the things that do actually make me happy. Did I answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> was that a good answer? Yeah. I, yeah, went, it was. I, I know I went on for, you know. No worries. No worries. Okay. It's my turn. This is my last question. Uh-oh. The hands came <laughs> out. It looks like he's about to force choke me for some reason. Um, okay. How do you think Conscious is doing now? And how do you think it's going to do in the future? Well, that's a very good question. Right now, I, I mean, I feel like it's sort of neutral because, yeah. uh, I mean, it, it's on the precipice of a real existence in terms of actually, you know, being a self-sustaining entity. Mm-hmm. Um, since you are not there yet, it's sort of too early to judge. I yeah. mean, you know, it's like, how good's your newborn baby? <laughs> well, I mean, no, it's, it's a true. newborn baby. It's I, true. I don't know how good it is. I think... Uh, considering it, we're actively working on it, I mean, I think it's going well. Mm-hmm. I'd say long term, due to the fact that it's very much connected to your goals, mm-hmm. I, I don't see it not being successful. I don't see it. Um, like obviously, your goals for it are often going to be absolutely insurmountable yeah. things, but that doesn't mean it won't be successful. One hundred percent. So I certainly see it as a, going to be successful if it's something that you may um, continue being passionate about, mm-hmm. that we continue being passionate about, and you can grow a passionate team. Right. I agree one hundred percent. But that leads me to my next question: How am I doing? How are you doing? Yeah. In terms of conscious, well, or th- in terms of whatever you want to like, if you want to spend it to my entire life, you can do that. I think you're doing very well due to the fact that you are laying a foundation mm-hmm. um you you didn't start conscious and then one week later try to jump into a contract mm-hmm. which you probably could have done mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you would have been as successful long term where at the point we are now um in in the attempt to get clients i feel we have that sort of foundation in place so that you know you can thrive at that level very nice. if it, if the foundation wasn't there you sure you could have survived, but it'd, it'd be a very different it's, narrative. It, yeah, it's more of you know you don't want to just survive your work. You want to thrive in it, mm-hmm. and, and you're setting up a foundation to thrive in it. And how are you doing? How am I doing? Mm-hmm. I'm doing. I mean, very very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm somebody who likes very uh, ta- more tangible. I like them to be you a, like tasks. Yes, I realize. I, I do like tasks. Mm-hmm. I like objectives. I like to knock it off the list, even though I hate making lists. <laughs> Who likes making those? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I do like tasks. I like very challenging tasks, mm-hmm. too, um, that you can just... And, and, but I like objectives that you don't have to switch between a lot of them at the same time sort of thing, where you could just have one big goal and, and work towards that. I like short-term goals. Um, 
so when it's not say like we don't have if i don't have something to do that's a, it was very difficult for me at first especially you know like if there's nothing for me to do i feel like <laughs> what's going what do i do yeah <laughs> That's um, why I'm really glad we are also working on our personal, you know, yeah. stuff because it does um, keep you occupied mm -hmm. while I'm doing like back end. Because I do a lot of um, uh, like, what do you call it? Bank that, and government stuff yeah, yeah. that I don't really like. I, like, there's no point in me sharing that because that's the waste of your time. You, you know, it's right, just let's, paperwork. Let's collaborate on filling out this. <laughs> exactly. This so, form. so I'm glad that you have the opportunity and mm -hmm. you do a lot of other things outside of. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we are full time students at, at exactly. university. I, I even have more courses than you. Exactly. Um, and you do more than that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a that's a one thing that I've learned is is not to alloc if I predict I was going to have be very busy. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to be like, let me lay back on these other goals um, so that when this other task arrives, mm -hmm. I'll be able to finish. But sometimes that um, <laughs> other task doesn't arrive or doesn't arrive in the manner that I wish to arrive. So yeah. I, I, I'm more playing it by ear at this point. Are you so, saying you're just doing like you're just? Well, I life? mean, if I get too busy. I'll, I'll, well, I'll deal with that when I get there. I don't need to think about, oh, I'll be too busy, you know? <laughs> you don't think too much. No, just, don't, just, you know, just let things happen. And if they happen, they happen. If they don't, okay. I've, I've already, I'm doing everything else that mm -hmm. I, that I want to be doing. So it's not really, if a we, if, when this gets added to the pile mm -hmm. that I have to take something away from somewhere else, okay. Very nice. I don't need to take it away preemptively, though. Very nice. Your question. Thank you for answering my question, by the way. It was very good. This, <laughs> this is your last question. My last question. Yeah. Okay, Brent. I'm oh, going to flip oh, this you one already. on you. Because um, that's a very interesting one. Mm -hmm. How do you think you are doing as starting a business as uh, Brandon, the human being? Since we're on the precipice of, you know, extreme transparency, I'm going to be very transparent here. Um, Brandon could do more. Like, like, okay, okay, Brendan's doing a lot now, but mm. I, I'm aware of who I am and what I can do, and Brendan can do more. Um, and doing more doesn't necessarily mean more work or, you know, more tasks. It, for me, doing more is becoming more efficient at doing the work and the task and progressing further towards the goals. That doesn't always mean, you know, I'm going to... Yeah. physically do oh, more there's work. always more room for improvement i mean right uh, one way to make more money is in your old job as an editor mm -hmm. would be to get faster at editing exactly that is very true because nobody charges by the hour and <laughs> no, you you should if you're creative charge by the project Pro <laughs> tip. it's a smarter plan um especially if you want to survive yeah oh but i am i do think i'm I'm not where I want to be. I still, you know. Well, of course. How could we when we're at the precipice of. Yeah. yeah. So that in my brain is it does create a problem because it is like, <laughs> let's go. Come on. No, I am a big prone of. Uh, OK, go. Come on. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> and that is very good. I actually admire that in Roger because it is a skill that I have yet to like actual like I have. I You're have, working towards. Exactly. It. It's in progress. Exactly. So, um. Uh, that sounds like I'm not doing well. I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. No, you did sort of phrase it in a way that you. I'm doing well. Yeah, Brandon does doesn't do any work. Like uh, I just, <laughs> I just want to do more. Yeah, yeah, and you want to get better at what you do do. Yes. 
I don't want to teleport to the end because that's the fun will be over. I want to actually like like get better at what I'm doing. And getting better at what I'm doing just so happens to mean doing everything at this current moment. Because common misconception, Rigel, people think I like doing websites and, you know, design work and, you know, editing. Well, editing, you know, that was that was that's already Hopefully gone. they've learned by now. Yeah, editing's already gone. But the web and design stuff is still here and I'm actively doing it. Um, even I was talking to someone today and they looked at our website and they were like, wow, that's very nice. So you do branding and marketing. I was like, no, 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 no. I do communication. Um, that's what allows me to do branding and marketing and websites and design because I'm doing communication. I'm doing people. Okay. That's what I'm doing. People. So it's very easy for me to switch up the mediums. Like it doesn't Mm. matter. Like I could, what I can go make, uh, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I can go make a video. I can go make banners tomorrow and I'll be uh-huh. perfectly fine because it's the communication aspect of it. Like, yeah, I can go edit well, right now mm-hmm. and that'll be perfectly fine with me. But at the core of it is communication. It's just it just so happens that communication is the core of all of those things. Mm-hmm. That's what allows me to like switch and be, you know, this I can do all of these things, you know. It's a, that's a very good thing. And I think a, a lot of people really do like um, an attribute of the medium as opposed to yeah. the medium themselves. Which is strange because I love storytelling or being an entertainer and, and things like that. And But because of that, I'm not actually held down to just filmmaking. That's why I like the term creative. Creative. I feel like we're creatives and it's very hard for us. Like we don't, we're not in one, <laughs> we're in a lot of things. We're not in one thing. And I think it, I even find it impossible in my head to think about me being in one thing at this current moment, especially long term. Exactly. I mean, you could be one thing for a few years. Exactly. But then eventually you're going to be like, I, I want to go. <laughs> but even if you are doing place. that one thing, you probably have your little side hobby oh, yeah, hustle that do. you're doing anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, because even in my head right now, I can think of all the things that I will actually be doing because I'm actually going to do them. Like, none of my passions have stopped. They're still there. They will always be there for for as long as I can, you know, think they are. Because my passion could change tomorrow. Like, I could not, like, conscious anymore. You know, I could yeah. not want to do that. I could not want to talk to people anymore. I could not like communication. None of that. All that could be gone tomorrow. But it's not. It's still here right now. That's why I'm doing it. And then as a follow-up, because, um, of course, you asked me how do I think you're doing. Yeah. How do you think I'm doing? I, I want to say one analogy to be transparent. <laughs> Because I know Brandon hates this. Um, the, I, I see Brandon as the mother of conscious, uh-huh. whereas I see myself as the father of yeah, conscious. He hates that analogy, <laughs> even though he knows it's, it's, it's true. So <laughs> I don't like that analogy. I do not like that analogy. Um, how, do I think, <laughs> how do I think you're doing? Yes. In terms of conscious or, you um, know? Sure, conscious or... Well, let me, let me start with your life. Um, from my perspective, Roger's doing very well. <laughs> uh, he's doing the, the reason I say he's doing very well isn't because he's doing a lot of things, but it's because he's doing the things he wants to do. And for Rigel, he's been doing that for quite some time now. You know, it's me. I've only been doing that for the recent part of my life. Rigel, well, since I've known him, he's been doing that, doing the things he wants to do and saying no to the things that he does not want to do. Um, so in my eyes, that's very well. That's why I also think I'm doing well because I'm doing things I want to do and the things I don't well, want I mean, to do. Well, I mean, hey, if especially, I mean, once you sort of secure a place or, or a way for you to survive yeah. and you get to do what you want Can to do. Can we speak, like, like I know this episode's a little bit long, but we, we need to really look. 
touch on the survival aspect and what we're trying to do here because people think we're trying to amass large amounts of money mm-hmm. with because why would like that would be the only reason you'd start an agency yeah because you want to be you know have a lamborghini and, exactly and, and, and it's like no <laughs> no yeah i mean lambo would be nice I it mean, would hey, be nice like, come on but yeah. that's not the goal <laughs> no i think our, our, our current goal right now is sur- survival mm-hmm. especially can- if it's survival um, doing something that maybe you don't love, yeah, or or it's not like because as you said, you talking don't about love web, <laughs> doing web, uh-huh. um, but something that you you are you do have a much more deeper connection with than say a mm-hmm. generic nine to five, and it's also something that would allow more freedom in pursuing those things that you really want to do. Yeah. So right now, as I'm hacking um, um, CEOs and owners' brains, Roger doesn't know about this, but I'm I'm I've been talking to a few people, but I'm just um, I'm hacking a relationship. Not I don't want to say hacking. I'm building. <laughs> it sounds very strange. <laughs> I'm building relationships, and it's not because so, I'm not necessarily like I'm not selling yet. Mm. I'm not to the point where I'm just going out to sell myself because effectively I don't. I think that it gets to a point where you're so good at communicating that you don't need to sell. They sort of just um, come to you. Um, I don't. Let me. An example would be me talking to an owner of a tea company. For six months ago, I just spoke to him and told him about um, Conscious and what we were trying to do. Now, Conscious is in, you know, Orlando Sentinel, and they got a little bit of buzz. And the next thing you know, the tea company comes over or UCF, whoever, comes over and decides, oh, we want a campaign because we remember you talked to us um, a few months back. And we didn't really give you any attention. This is in their head. We didn't really give you any attention, but we realized that you're actually progressing towards your goals and we're connecting people, obviously. Like our big mm-hmm. goal is communication. Well, I mean, and that is the better way to sell a lot yeah. of. Uh, I mean, it is selling, but it is selling. If you notice, six, that was six months later, and I didn't sell. I built the relationship between that person, or even if it's just me, to, like they don't have to respond. Mm-hmm. But they, I am very much aware that they seen my message. They they understood because recently we walked into a what do you, what kind of shop a donut was it? a donut shop, and we left a few um, web concept documents there the owner was not there but we left a few web concept documents and then you mentioned to me do you want to go back i was like no i don't um because i feel like that was going to um burden the relationship it's almost a little bit um needy mm-hmm. and we don't need <laughs> no it's and, you know especially because we have those other goals exactly and, and then and, the and, fact and that the documents are there they've seen them and they're very aware of them and at this moment they're probably very aware of conscious even if we're because we don't know what's going on, you know. No, I, not at all. Yeah. And that's a very um, also good point. The the one luxury we have of being a student, um, and and having, tell them, um, <laughs> is the fact that it has bought time, mm-hmm. quite a bit of time mm-hmm. actually. So that, for example, if we were out of school right now, we might be forced to go back to that. We donut would definitely shop be forced to because go back. again, survival is. We would definitely be forced. To I go mean, back. if you guys, if you can't survive, you can't do the things you love because yeah. you're not alive. Yeah, <laughs> I think people want the secret because then you we even talk about survival. They're like, "What is that? <laughs> what is survival? Survival is being able to <laughs> eat, being able to." Um, we quantify survival as a roof over our head, and you know, eating, and you know, every once in a while, you, we want like obviously we want things in the fridge all the time. Maybe, but it's yeah. a metaphor. <laughs> so I think survival is yeah, having a roof over our head, having food, a place to poop. You know, comfortably. I mean, yeah. And you definitely want that. Yeah. You don't want to be using your cat's litter box. Yeah, that's... um. Even though I it costs money to that. use the water. 
Letterbox might be very effective. You never know. <laughs> but yeah, that's survival. And notice money was not involved in that conversation because money is very important to survive, but it wasn't the reason. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we would have just said, oh, we need money. But we don't necessarily need money. We need money to survive, but it's not the money that's the... It's, it's for survival. Exactly. Um, and then, of course, what accompanies with that is I, our ideal survival leaves us enough time to do the things we love even if the way we're surviving isn't doing something that we love. For example, yeah. for if you had to work a job you didn't like, um, in the meantime, while you work on other things, that's okay because you still love the other things. It's it's good to secure a, a way to survive, especially a way to survive that you enjoy more than in other ways, mm-hmm. and that leaves you just you know enough life. 100% because you don't want to be I think the biggest like you don't want to have any regrets like it's a it's a stereotypical thing to say but you don't want to be around you don't want to be 88 you know sitting on mm-hmm. the, the little deathbed you probably not be 88 because you know it's the future now you probably be like 90 98 and you're sitting on your deathbed and you decide oh what if or I could have or it could have happened you could have done it and then you wouldn't have had any of those regrets. You wouldn't have been thinking about what you could have done or what could have happened because you would have done it all and you would have had a smile on your face as you passed away. Why did I work so much overtime to get to a manager of a job I didn't <laughs> like? I didn't like, exactly. It's as simple as that. Unpaid people. overtime. <laughs> as simple as that. Today was very, it was very good. I thoroughly Interesting. enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, people- like I said, the episode was a little bit long, but I think people are going to enjoy this one. Yeah, hopefully people use their brains and hopefully they have some things they agreed with and some things they disagreed with uh-huh. and, and they'll want to talk to us about yeah. later. And hopefully they start talking to some of their peers like, like this, like we've talked to each other because, like I said, communication is very important. And this was communication for us, even though we are on a podcast and, you know, mm-hmm. you can As hear I said, us. I didn't know he was going to bring this here today. <laughs> and then obviously he couldn't have known what I was going to come up with. No, in my I head. had no clue. I'm not a robot. I can't predict the future. So... Even that we've had these conversations, I feel now, I even feel better instantly, but I feel now as the, as the podcast progresses on episode 10 and so on, I feel it's, it's going to be a little bit more um, open and transparent mm-hmm. now that we've sort of uh, laid out the laundry. As a listener, I want you to send this podcast to somebody who you like to talk to, as always, mm-hmm. have them listen to it, and then afterwards... Do what we just did. Ask some challenging questions. The The goal isn't to be comfortable. The goal is to be put a little bit outside of your comfort zone. Yep. In fact, you're probably going to end up censoring yourself <laughs> because it's a little uncomfortable in the moment. But you'll think about it later. And that's that's the goal. You'll mm-hmm. you'll be thinking. Very nice. Thank you for listening for, to this episode of The Conscious Podcast. Uh-huh. This has been episode nine. And on this podcast, we share thoughts and ideas that foster discussion that promotes using your brain. We've hoped you enjoyed this episode. And have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.